Stop, don't move. You're listening to a Big Finish production. This is the Big Finish podcast, actual release date, 1st of January 2018. Happy New Year, Baka! Cunic and Benji. Barkity up. I gave you this sort of look when I said that. I was like, why, why did I say that? Why, why, what, what spurred why me not? to say that? That's what I say. Why did I do that? Carry on. We are now in the future. It's the space year 2018 all of a sudden. I'm Benji Clifford. He's Nick Briggs. I can't deny it. And we at Big Finish love doing audio stuff. Doctor Who, Torchwood, Blake Seven, Dark Shadows, The Avengers, Sherlock Holmes, Dracula, Frankenstein, The Prisoner. Just go and have a look at bigfinish.com if you don't know what I'm talking about. You're going to love it. Yes, you are. This is the final of our three Christmas and New Year podcasts. Next week, we'll be back with the news, the emails and the randomoids electrotron. But for now, we're in largely reflective mood. Although we do have a brand new guest star interview for you as well. Now, at the risk of spoiling the magic, we didn't record this today. <laughs> no, we didn't. In fact, we recorded it way before Christmas. So let's just... I, I'm in 1958. I don't know about you. Me? Well, I wasn't born. I, I don't know how I'm here. I, I'm, I wasn't I'm, born in 1958. I'm, I'm literally... I'm, we're literally Christmas miracles. We, we really are. Well, I, I, I mean, I'd like to think I'm residing in the Middle Ages somewhere. Gorgeous, you know, eating a, a spread of slightly horrible gruel and and other things that people ate then. Bird of night, hoot not. Bird of night, hoot not. <laughs> yes, we sound like sort of strange little goblins there. Yes, <laughs> goblins. Uh, yes, so uh, let's try and imagine what Nick and I did slash will do for our respective New Year's Eve celebrations. Nick, what are you up to? Or what did oh, you do? Well, well, it's mad here. It's mad. Ooh, it's, uh, I, can't, I can't keep it up. I just... Uh, <laughs> Uh, do you know, I don't think I've ever had a good New Year's Eve. Oh, no. no well, I had a good one last year, but I, I, I normally don't really have... Yeah, I don't really like New Year's Eve, if I'm honest. No, the best... I suppose the best one I had is when I just finished writing that Doctor Who uh, novel I wrote, The Dalek Generation, and I literally finished it on New Year's Eve. But then my wife had to proofread it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New so Year, love. Wasn't so much of a present for her. That was a few years ago. So I don't think it was particularly good. It was just a sense of relief. You know? Yeah, which is which is what you kind of want for the new year, I suppose. Going in, you want to feel relieved of any any pressures and stresses of the year before. That's Doctor Benji, counsellor for Thank you. goodwill and all that business. That's lovely. Thank yeah. you so much. What How would you... be the ideal New Year's Eve? I don't what know because I I'm kind of. I'm a sucker for a party, Nick. I'll, I'll be oh, yeah. honest, but I, I, That's I don't. Because you're like, young. I'm young. I'm, I'm young. I'm free. God, I love it. <laughs> um, but um, no, I, I like a good. I like a good house party. Like I like a party around somebody's house or something where it's it's relatively low key. Pressure's off. You can kind of be in good company. I suppose. What I don't like is how nowadays it costs a fortune to get in anywhere and you have mm. to plan really far in advance and it's this yeah. pressure and, and if you haven't got any plans um, it, there's you get a bit of a bit of pressure there and also a little bit of sort of you feel oh no I haven't got any plans so it's, it's a bit of a difficult one 
But my plan, my last last year's New Year was my favourite one because I did a murder mystery and that was so much fun. Wow! Absolute such fun. What you mean? You went to a place where they pretended there'd been a murder. Well, I went to my my um, my auntie and uncle's house. They they did it all up, and they they there was even a corpse in the garden, like they which they'd done and dressed it all. It looked not a real one. God, can you imagine? But it was really well done. It was it was excellent. So we all dressed up, and it, it, that was great. Even the dog dressed up. He had a little. He he played um, Monsieur Armand de Saucisse. Uh, and of course he, he did. And oh, he was very you know strong character, and he had a little sparkly bow tie. So. Be hard to beat that, I think. I think I would like to, and you you can't do this because all your friends are are you know doing other things. But I would like to uh, spend time with my you know dearest friends, just very quietly somewhere. But they all, everyone has their family commitments and everything. So yeah, yeah. it'd be nice to spend uh, New Year with you, with Barnaby Edwards, with uh, Jamie Anderson, David Richardson. Jason, you know, that'd Kim be Bentley, lovely, uh, and and a, f- a few others who I I could just go on because I've got lots of lovely friends. Um, it'd be lovely just to have a sort of easy time with them, really. But it's just not possible because of all our other commitments, really, and also because they'd never want to do that because they probably don't like me. I'd do it. I'd be there. <laughs> I'd be there in a heartbeat. I'd I'd bring chestnuts and and oh. and and. Nice, nice. One bottle of beer, a little bottle of beer. Just one. Just, yes, just, just one. one. Just a little tipple. A baby sham <laughs> for the journey. Yes, um, no, that's a really lovely. That's quite, quite, sort of warm and, and nice. Actually, I like. But that. finding somewhere w- w- which would be convenient, I suppose. You know, I'd have to live in a stately home or something. Yes, yeah. like Sir Reginald Styles or something. I can imagine that sort of room without the Ogron smashing <laughs> through the window. Big gorillas from the future trying to kill us all. <laughs> that would be quite a fun evening, though, wouldn't it? Well, provided they didn't kill us. Where are the party goers? <laughs> they went that way. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, back in the podcast, coming right up in a moment, we look back at that interview I did with Sir Derek Jacobi when we recorded The War Master with him. Uh, it's out this month, so it seemed a, a good time to revisit it. Well, it's not It's not out this month. It's out last month, isn't it, really? It's already actually, out. Yeah, you've all heard out. it. It's out. Have a listen to the interview anyway. <laughs> That'll be followed by another revisitation. It's a special time of year, so what better to do than to listen to a special kind of person? Billy Piper, although you might know her as Rose Tyler, companion to the Ninth and Tenth Doctors. And then our brand new guest star for this podcast is the daughter of that much-loved Doctor Who character, the Brigadier, played by the completely lovely and much-missed Nicholas Courtney, Kate Stewart herself, Gemma Redgrave. While she was in studio recording a very special Big Finish anniversary story for us, I took the time to have a bonkers little chat with Gemma it's not to be missed and then we round things up in dystopian mode with a sort of Christmas flavour as we tease you with the first 15 minutes of that much loved slice of cyber genesis action Spare Parts by Mark Platt starring Peter Davison so let's get going with Derek Jacobi the master So, hello, Derek, and welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, that's a good start. Yes. There, there are just three questions in this. Right. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you what they are in advance. All right. 
<laughs> one of them we've sort of rehearsed before, so it's fine. One of them is when did we first meet? Okay, so you've sort of got that one. Yeah. Uh, other one is the the next one is uh, what's tingling your molecules about big finish? I wish that your expression could be <laughs> translated into audio. Uh, and then uh, what's tingling your molecules generally in entertainment? Okay, so the first one is, yeah, when did we first meet? No pressure. Um, well, I am told <laughs> it was 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, I, I can remember it now. Um, when I was first told, oh, we'd met before, 14 years ago, blank, absolute yeah. blank. Um, but I am getting rather old and um, things are a little different these days. But, yeah, but you do a lot, though. You do a lot of stuff, don't you? Yes, I'm very lucky. I, you're probably talking to the luckiest actor you will ever, ever meet. Or throughout my career, I've, I've been dogged by good luck. Um, luck in in the sense of um, being given the opportunity to strut whatever stuff I've got to strut, you know, without, if I'm honest, without ever having seriously to to work the room or hustle or, you know, it's kind of all worked out and uh, it is still working, um, thank goodness, and uh, I intend to go on as long as nothing falls off and I can still do it all. Yeah. Well, I think it's well-deserved, not well, to sound like too much of a sycophant. <laughs> well, no, I, I, um, I function at, at my best uh, when, when I'm working. Um, I ain't uh, to be idle. I think uh, that phrase about um, time on hand, self on mind, yeah. uh, is very, very true. And so I, I like to get out there and uh, do other things and... Yeah. and, and really uh concentrate um, on things that uh, are not me do you know yeah no i know that feeling and um when we first uh when we hired you all those uh years back in deadline the doctor who unbound <laughs> thing that you did i remember that i was told that your agent had said to the producer well he, he likes to work so i'll um i'll see if he's available when he comes back <laughs> off holiday i'm pretty but, certain he'd like to do it you know oh, so yes, yes. he likes to work that's a lovely phrase yeah, i do i do and and um of course, you know, like all actors, you always think that uh, the last job is the last. You'll never work again. Um, <laughs> Do you still think that? Oh, now? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, you know, you know, I'm I'm now at the stage of my career when um, the, the 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 constant thing is, oh, it's all over. Been there, done that. You know. Um, now, just gentle, gentle into the last good night. Um, but no, no, fight against that. Yeah. Um, so the frivolous question is, what's tingling your molecules about Big Finish? What's exciting you about Big Finish? Finish. Well, um, it gives me the opportunity to um, work with a microphone, which I've I've always loved. Um, you don't have to look your best. You can sit or stand. Um, and what I love particularly is that it all depends on your voice you have no other help really you might have some sound effects and some scene setting but uh, you can't do it physically you can't do it with costume or makeup um, it's all got to be uh, a vocal um, and you express your your feelings your emotions uh, your situations all uh, vocally and I I think that's challenging to an actor and very satisfying for an actor and I think I think um, 
Um, am I wiggling my molecules or jiggling my molecules? Jingling, 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 jingling my molecules. I can't even remember what the question right. was. <laughs> um, that's that's what they're 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 tingling about. Yeah. I think you're using all the notes of your instrument. Uh, uh, yes, it yes, as they put it. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, I, yes. You are, you are, and and, and that's um, that's a skill. That's a craft. Mm. That is that is. Uh, something that is is fascinating to do and tingling your molecules generally in entertainment anything that you just this is like a snapshot of what you're enjoying at the moment where it be whether it be a book or uh, some music or something in the cinema or a play anything you like really well everything i do um as we've already said is usually connected with work um i um, to digress slightly, I, I read history at Cambridge, and I'm now reading more history than I ever did as a student. But um, I, th- I think I've just finished um, a wonderful gig um, on a new version um, directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring Kenneth Branagh, uh, whom I adore. Um, of Murder on the Orient Express. Oh. Um, and I'd been Johnny Depp's manservant for a few weeks. And I loved it. It was a wonderful cast, a, a wonderfully playful cast. We all got on, and we literally played games a lot of the time um, when we weren't working. And uh, it, it it really encapsulated for me what the business is about because it, it's a wonderful club to belong to, yeah. you know. And actors... Um, I love actors. I, I always think that, you know, um, ac- actors can um, reach the heights and the depths. An act- I can see an actor committing murder. I cannot see an actor embezzling. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, that's a Maybe mean a few thing. producers. Yeah, yeah. May have, no, I'm <laughs> saying actors. Uh, no, producers are something else. And maybe directors. Um, uh, but uh, there's nothing mean about actors, I think, because they have to expose themselves. They have to put themselves up on show to be knocked down or encouraged, you know. But it's that very um, openness and fragility and raw nerveness about about performing that I think uh, is a never-ending delight to me. Mm. And is is there anything that you're doing for your own entertainment personally when you're not working that is tingling your molecules at the moment? I'm a huge fan of Coronation Street. Okay, there you go. There so you that's go. religiously I, recorded. Oh isn't it? yes, yeah, yeah. catch up and all that. Yeah. yeah, I've seen some wonderful acting on Coronation Street. Um, that's a classic. It's a, for it's, any Americans or Australians listening who don't know, it's a, it's <laughs> the big the British soap. Yes, basically. it started in 1960. Um, and it's still going strong. And the great thing, which is something that is in the script of of um, this particular master in this particular episode, it's it's done with humour too. It has wonderful humour. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously, mm. which is its great saving grace, and which sets it apart from all the other soap operas, I think. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Lovely bloke. Keeps telling us we should call him Del Boy, even though <laughs> he is a sir. He really does say, oh, just call me Del Boy. Don't think we ever have. I'd be too scared to call him Del Boy. But I like the yeah. idea that he calls himself Del Boy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. 
So remember then, coming up, a brand new podcast interview with Gemma Redgrave, who plays the Brigadier's daughter, Kate Stewart. But first, time to assess our catchphrases of 2017. Uh, which did you prefer? Jamie? Why have I put Jamie? Who do you think I am? I must have just sent Jamie a text when I... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So, Jamie, uh, which did you prefer? Uh, buck up, stop, don't move, uh, don't tell my trousers. Am I missing any out? I think it's bird of night, who not. Oh, do you think that's the favourite one? I don't know if it's the favourite one, but it's certainly a, a common one. I don't know. I think I, I think the, the, the one that's featured the most this year is probably stop, don't move and buck yeah. up. Two of they've which... sort of faded out. We kind of just put them in for old time's sake. They're, they're kind of, yeah, you know... They, they've done that thing where they, they've ended up on t-shirts and so now they've 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 now got their own existence they've taken off you can wear a buck up and a stop don't move shirt you see so it's it's all you know it's out there you can do that you that I is put, and, and i keep putting a link to where you can buy them from in the podcast news story on the site so you can find it yeah you know it's not just a catchphrase guys it's a way of life <laughs> Uh, that's right. So at the moment, we could, don't tell my trousers. I mean, I use that on a daily basis. Um, <laughs> um, I think just randomly in shops when you're buying things. Yeah. There you are, sir. Thank you. Don't tell my trousers. <laughs> what? What? Don't tell my trousers. I mean, it's sort of it sounds rude, but it kind of doesn't really mean anything, does it? That doesn't mean what, what it could. It could mean. Do you remember the origin of it? I mean, wasn't it you and Jamie or something on on an eve or over a meal or drinks or something? This is Jamie Anderson, yeah, yeah. who I've, I clearly have mistaken you for. <laughs> yes, yes, well, we, we do look <laughs> very, alike. <laughs> very flattering. Um, well, and it's, it's something about food. Oh, that's right. He said we were eating a lot of food and he said, don't tell my partner. And I said, I said, don't tell my trousers. Because <laughs> I was worried about my trousers being too tight after eating so much. I think that was about I it. I do like that one. I have to admit. Oh, we got some great, we got some great catchphrases, and long may it continue. Long, long may there be more podcast. Who knows? Twenty eighteen. That's a whole year's worth of uh, new phrases to discover. Well, yeah, none of them are planned, really. No, they sort yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know, if we like it, we'll carry on with it. And some of the, you know, like I think I made it. I did make quite an attempt. It wasn't a catchphrase, but the singing man, you know. From oh, the I love the singing man. <laughs> I mean, I've I've shoehorned him in, haven't I? I mean, yeah, but he deserves no it. It's same with Phil and Marshall. Phil Marshall Montgomery. Do you know? I was watching. I've been watching through the World at War. Oh, yeah, lately yeah. I bought Great it on Blu-ray. Series. Brilliant because, documentary. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It was because oh, it was on the telly just before we went to Chicago. And I was watching it and I thought, oh, this is really good. I'll have to get that. And I, I ordered it on the spot. And of course, when I came home, it was there. Um, but I got onto the North Africa campaign, which had oh, Field Marshal Montgomery, Montgomery in it. Yeah, yeah. And it was so great because apparently he was like, he was like the greatest geezer. Like he basically was well into like promoting himself. Oh, yes. Tell, yes. So he, like, he quite wore, an like, egotist, I would think. It's he wore fair like to say. cool hats. Like he just loved wearing hats with lots of badges on and became a proper character. And the men loved him. They said that they, they at first they were like, "Who's this bloke? He's never been in the he's never been in the the you know the desert before. He doesn't know what he's talking about." Within four days, like the whole regiment was like, "God, this guy's great." He's like, "He's the chair." Well, he branded himself. You know, it's that whole thing about leadership, isn't it? You know, you make sure that people know who you are. So I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting, interesting. study in in sort of 
the whole thing about his ego and 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 his competence and yeah there's there's a whole has anyone actually made a film all about monty because he's he's quite actually uh some people have argued you know, not entirely a likable person he was not but maybe that's unfair it's I mean there was that film Monty I was Monty's double yes there was that which film. actually starred the actor who was Monty's double in the war that's yeah. so cool I love yeah. stuff like that who funnily but, enough didn't really look like him at all <laughs> <laughs> well maybe at the time you know age is a strange strange thing but yeah, I'd like I'd like to see a film about Mon- Monty. Actually, that'd be quite good. It would be quite controversial. I mean, he does feature like you know, there's one, there's a, a Churchill film out uh, with uh, Brian Cox as Churchill, and that's got Monty in it. And presumably, the new one with Gary Oldman features. It must Monty do. As well. It must do. They were great. They were great friends. Anyway, just thus cementing uh, the world's view that the British are still obsessed with World War Two. Yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, right now, it's time to have a listen to one of the many other splendid ladies who've crossed paths with the good doctor, Billy Piper. Here she is. When did you first meet me? Do you remember that? I feel like it's when... Um... We were working with Joe, the director Joe. Is that right? Yeah, Joe Hearn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we were... What was the episode called? I can't remember. Funnily enough, Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> was it called that? It was. <laughs> it's a terrible title. <laughs> well, it was to the point. Well, then, I... when we made Dalek... <laughs> Um, you and Chris were late to the read-through because you've been doing reshoots. Really? Yeah, and you dashed in. I felt like we were dashing all the time. Yeah. I don't feel like I ever just sort of moseyed on over to anything. It was always like, get in the car, we've got something else to do now. Which was kind of part of the excitement. Okay, uh, another frivolous question that we ask everyone, which may not be relevant to you but it's what what's tingling your molecules about big finish at the moment well i bet it's got that the that our version of the show has an afterlife and that that's going to make those fans so happy hopefully it's made me happy well, that's all people talk about at conventions to me are you doing it so how many people do listen to it a, a few thousand yeah. It's got to be more than that. No, it's, yeah, it's uh, it depends on the release. They they vary quite drastically, you know. But uh, you know, it can be sort of two or three thousand. I or feel it can be like 10, at least ten thousand people have asked me if I'm doing it in America. Does yeah. it need to be easier to get hold of? Well, uh, it's now av- they're available as downloads, so it should be easy for them. It needs more promotion. Okay, are you going to do that for? I'll us? do it the minute we leave. Good, thank you. Uh, what's what's tingling your molecules generally in entertainment? Anything you're into, television or oh, film God, or book uh, or music? It's anything? so awful, but like the thing, you know, I'm looking for things that appeal to me in relation to my kids, and we've just started on big heads. Have you seen that? No, it's an that? assault course. It's like Takeshi's Castle, but they're all wearing massive sort of um, heads, like spitting image. <laughs> It sounds, it's so ridiculous, but it is so funny, and it's one of those things that we can just sit down and watch together. It's great. What? Where can you watch it? ITV. Okay, and uh, one final thing. Yeah. Um, 
do you I'll give you an example of mine but do you have a sort of uh, entertainment guilty pleasure like for example I actually like the film Chalet Girls have you ever seen that with Felicity Jones and Bill Nye it's a that's girls a, movie and I it's a teenage girl terrible movie yeah <laughs> I, I love it. I, every time it's on, I find myself watching it. So have you got anything like that that you're Nothing sort of, as bad no, as that. No, obviously not that. <laughs> obviously you have more taste. Uh, oh, God. I Something mean... you like but you really think you shouldn't like. Kardashians. Okay. You know, I feel awful, like, in, inhumane talking about the Kardashians because everyone's so repulsed by them. I mean, I find them quite entertaining. Um, the brilliant thing about me being the age I am I don't even know what you're talking about great because well if you like Chalet Girl you'll love that will I yeah <laughs> have you actually seen Chalet Girl there I've seen bits of it see don't judge it until you've sat down <laughs> can't believe it I do love Billy Piper I hope that remark isn't legally compromising <laughs> uh, no she's great she's so great to work with uh, so easygoing and such fun and brilliant really it was fantastic to have her back as Rose earlier in the year I just looked up at my diary it was in May I think why is your diary May? oh is, is it on the wall I've got something? a wall planner I'll have to get a new one I stopped using this wall planner halfway through the year it stops <laughs> at about June um, yeah where what have I got there I think we recorded sometime in May is that right that would make Tenth sense Doc- probably 10th Doctor and Rose I've got down on the 15th of May there. Anyway, I'm, I'm boring myself to death. That was quite fun. I was imagining a floating diary, actually, but <laughs> uh, the illusion's been spoiled there. Uh, coming up soon, we tease you with 15 minutes of Cyber Genesis action in spare parts. It's spare parts! Now, that is how I do that voice. Now, Nick, I, I yes. have to ask you a question here. Years. Seeing as we have got a third Doctor story coming up where the third Doctor faces the Cybermen, mm. what voice are you thinking? Can we oh, well, divulge I've, d- I've done it. I've done it. What have um, we got? Well, I, what I've done is uh, done the invasion effect and a sort of Tenth Planet delivery. Oh, that's fun. But there are several different cyber things. There's also a cyber planner like the one in Invasion in there as well. And uh, there's another cyber thing, uh, which I won't reveal just now, but that required a, a huge voice. Oh. Very intimidating. Was, mm. This is good. Had to ask it, Nick. It's mm. a bit of a geek, but necessary questions, you know. Well, yes, and it's, it's being edited now. Uh, Josh Whedon, who's doing the editing, who's new to Big Finish, just emailed me about some issues. There's some interesting characters in there. And uh, so, yes, it's well underway. So hopefully in upcoming podcasts, we'll have some clips soon. Rock and roll. So now then, it's time for this podcast brand new guest star interview, and it's Kate Stewart, the commanding officer of Unit herself. It's only flipping Gemma Bloomin' Redgrave in it. So Gemma Redgrave, welcome Hello. to the Big Finish podcast. Thank you. Right, that's it. Okay, <laughs> bye then. More cake. <laughs> what was the cake you had? Uh, passion fruit, but I did try the coffee and walnut as well. Because mm. yeah, contra- c- c- you know, compare and contrast, and you know, just just quality control. Actually, I yes. think it's important. 
Uh, well, I, I feel I should emphasise to the listeners who it's may be worrying about your cake consumption that you do cut the tiniest slither of cake, don't you? That's, those are the only bits. Those are the bits you see. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it shoveled in later. <laughs> Okay. Hmm. Uh, so you're here doing some interesting unity stuff for us. How's yes. that going? Yes. Oh, it's been um, wow. It's been lovely. Absolutely lovely. Um, especially the cake. <laughs> no, it all oh, it it always is. It's slightly Good. different. It's a it's a it's a different story we're doing. A different sort of unit story because mm-hmm. we have a doctor this time. That's right. Which is um, which is uh, it, it's 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 just it's it's enormous fun and um lovely because to hear the voice of the what number doctor was he the third doctor Mm. number three it is number three isn't it Mm. yeah to hear the third doctor again is such a it's very poignant it's a real it's 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 a real joy and working with katie as well and working with katie yeah my goodness i know um anyway quite frivolous questions for this podcast yes the first one I don't think either of us will know the answer to okay and it's just to make it all about why are you asking me a question you don't know the answer to well you might know the answer right okay have a go when did we meet not sure I don't know I have no idea when did we meet well it wasn't today (laughs) we can sort of work backwards (laughs) was it the day oh I didn't see you the day before Uh, I don't know I don't know, it must but it feels been. like it feels like it's it feels like it feels like it's very comfortable. So it feels like I mean, we 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 shared pr- a pram. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you're a bit younger than me. Too comfortable, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, there's okay. that one out of the way. What's tingling your molecules about big finish at the moment? <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's the way this cookie's going to crumble, is it? Um We've just done we've 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 just completed um uh, a whole uh, another cycle of stories. And um and I and and this this for this story I'm working with we we I I get to work uh, Ingrid and I get to work with Katie and um Tim, who plays the third doctor, but um or rather the third doctor and um but then the last um set of stories like the we had the master played by um Derek Jacobi that tingled my molecules I'll tell you mm-hmm. he's yeah. very tingly he's very very tingly absolutely just, just a real honor and uh, and 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 great fun. I'm just going to readjust my hand on this. <laughs> God, there you go. <laughs> anyway, um, yes. <laughs> yes. Perhaps I should cut that bit out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's I, all all right. I have a fee. I, 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 when this comes out, when this, when this all comes out, I shall see. I should maybe go and actually listen to one of these. And see what you actually was, what you left in, what you decided to leave in, and what you decide to take out. <laughs> it might be an, it might be educative. Well, this will be on a podcast, you see. So this will yes, be yes, yeah. um, <laughs> yes, whatever. 
Um, yes, yes. What's tingling your molecules generally in entertainment? Like a snapshot of what you're enjoying at the moment on TV or oh, the theatre or okay, cinema so, or books, you know. Um, theatre, I, uh, I recently saw Network at the National Theatre. <gasps> Having just recently finished, um, finally finished Breaking Bad because um, I had to have a break of about three years. It got so dark, it gave me nightmares, and I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't go back to it for a while. It sounds a bit... No, that's understandable, I think, from what I know. But I I've never started... glutted on them, cause it is, it's, but it is one of the best things I have ever seen. Um, and he is he's quite extraordinary. And he is... And in and and network is outstanding, an outstanding piece of theatre. It's um, it's the 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 film. Do you remember the film yes. with Faye Dunaway and Peter Finch? Yes, yes. Uh, well, and, and who's the other big star in it? Yes, William. William, but I can't um, think of his surname. Hol Holden. William yes, Holden? is it Bill, Bill Hol William Holden? I, I think, think that's is. right. Yes. It is. Um, and Dougie Hanchold plays the William Holden part. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, he's yeah. So it's it's an adaptation. They've adapted the film for stage, and um, it's it it, it is one of the. I'm as hell. I'm not going to take this anymore. Yeah, so it feels like a time. It. it feels like a. T it's a timely piece, yeah. um, and it's also it's timely because in the 70s when it was made, it 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 is about. It's right at the beginning of creating sensational. It's creating sensational news instead of sticking to you know a, a sort of to, to a factual news mm. they start that it's about sensationalizing news to increase ratings um which is now which has led us to fake news uh where we are now which is a very dangerous place to be um i think um and uh so that's outstanding heisenberg i saw uh, recently in the theater uh with um it's a Simon Stevens play, um, and uh, Ken Cranham and Anne-Marie Duff, absolutely wonderful. Lucky to see both of those. Um, and then, what have I? What else have I seen? Oh gosh, Howard's End on the telly. Oh, amazing! Wasn't oh, it? I thought it was. Yes. I thought it was the most beautiful piece of work, from start to finish, from every every single bit of it. Mm. It was. It was beautifully cast, beautifully directed. Mm. But Hetty McDonald, who amazing, I've worked with, yeah, who I, I, oh, you have. Well, you know, I mean, I, I did a Miss Marple with Hetty right. McDonald, and I watched her setups, and I thought, well, that's why are you filming from over? What are you doing over there? And I just, I just watched her setups, and she, she went about filming a scene, and then I watched it, and it's, it, it's. I, I think she's. I think she's a really great director. I'm yes. surprised she's not making movies. Mm. Um, I think she has made some movies in the past. I think I'm sure, yeah. but she's um, she's amazing. She's yeah, amazing, yeah. Oh, yeah. and I thought it was beautiful. And I came to it with such a pang because I love the film so much. I feel such a sort of. I, 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 the, the film is a sort of. I, it was. A, I, I was in it. It was a magical, magical moment in my life, working with an outstanding. And again, that's an outstanding piece of work. It's an. Out, it's outstandingly and beautifully cast. Again, it's beautiful to look at in every way. It's a. It's. But they're quite different. Yeah. And and also and very similar because they're both very faithful to the book in different. Except that, of course, the film has to be a truncated version. But I came to it thinking. <gasps> 
and I loved it. I, God, it's wonderful. Mm. I was trying to explain it to someone the other night. I was trying to tell them some of the key plot points. I found myself weeping with the emotion of the scene, you know. And the joy of hearing a very, just allowing some, we've got very um, caught up with an idea that we, have to hold the audience's attention by giving by getting into a story very fast and by moving through it quite a lick um, because of the multimedia way that we all live now and it allowed it just allowed the relationships to develop it it, it was a very beautifully paced piece of work yeah. and that felt very satisfying I thought yeah and my other big thing at the moment I've two other big things and that's strictly come dancing and I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. This is from the sublime to the ridiculous. Quite well, literally. I think I d- yeah. I, yes, or yes, whichever. I'm not quite sure, but yes, I don't know. I, 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 I I'm not sure that they are ridiculous. Actually, I think it's all sublime, <laughs> and um, and and very fascinating. Because uh, my next question is always, uh, what is your secret? Um, you know, a guilty secret in entertainment that you enjoy. And, you know, we could say it was those two, but you're not guilty about them, are you? Not, I did. I used to feel guilty about... Um, uh, I used to think that you had to feel guilty about um, about a certain deep pleasures that you might not think... that you think perhaps you wouldn't own up to. And I I heard somebody once say, this, why, why, why feel guilty about anything that gives you pleasure? And since then I thought, I thought that's absolutely right. And particularly at the moment when um when when as i said earlier i seem i'm so tired of going to sleep with brexit can i say i might bleep it <laughs> i'm tired of going to bed with brexit and waking up with trump that anything that gives anything that makes you laugh and anything that sparkles and looks beautiful and anything that that gives you delight and moves you in any way at all. Oh, it's all just pleasurable, isn't it? Mm. Yes. Uh, what about Christmas? Are you doing anything exciting? Oh, it's coming on Christmas. Yes, it is, <laughs> isn't it? I'm, I'm not. Well, I, I just I love Christmas, so Christmas is always exciting. But um, it's doing Christmas in the same old, lovely, well-worn, traditional sort of family way. We're all together. Um, and um, having friends over, and yeah, that would be lovely. It's 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 bread sauce and cranberry and 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 gravy and turkey <laughs> and and Christmas pudding. And I yeah, Christmas pudding, mince pies. Can't beat it. Gosh, we've gone. We started with cake, and now <laughs> it's all about food. I think it's good. <laughs> And we just, how you just, you diverted me. You made me leave the food table, but I've dragged us back there. <laughs> and I'm not going anywhere now, I tell you. Where's the cake? Bye bye. <laughs> I'm so glad I've got your brilliant laugh recorded. <laughs> great laugh. Gotta love a great laugh. Such a lovely human being and so brilliant in our unit stories, particularly brilliant in the one we recorded the other day. I did have a slight teary moment listening to her. She did a fantastic thing. You, well, when you finally hear it, some point either this year or next year, I can't remember which, you'll know exactly the moment I'm talking about. Uh, all of us who work with her have a very special place in our hearts for Gemma Redgrave. Anyway then, that is it for the last of our three holiday special podcasts. Yeah. 
And just before we send you on your way with a cyber wave of nostalgia, let's just take a moment to reflect on our 2017. Well, I was looking at that year planner on the wall and I've only got half a year. (laughs) (laughs) Temporal amnesia. Shall I bother to get another year planner? Because clearly I only use it for half of a year. And the rest of the time I use my diary on my computer. What's 2017 been like for you, Benji? I've had a good year. It's been great fun. Some great releases uh, under the belt there with uh, Captain Scarlet and the Time mm. War and Survivors. And and towards the tail end, lots of little different things that I didn't know I was going to be working on earlier in the year. So that was quite fun. I've moved house. I've I've planned a, a recording studio. I've done I've done a lot of things. I've even popped over to the United States, which was a, a welcome surprise. Yeah, for Chicago. Talk. Yeah, it was great fun. So I've had a great year. I've really enjoyed it, and I I hope that 2018 is just as kind to me as 2017 was. So how about you, Nick? I mean, you've just come back from a holiday. How, how are you feeling? Uh, well, I- <laughs> that's it. That's a real cheat because, of course, we're recording this before I've been on holiday. <laughs> and let me stress that it wasn't really a holiday. I just went somewhere else and carried on working. That's actually what happened. Um, so I've no idea. Let's hope it was good. Uh, let's hope there were no volcanoes, as my son was fearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic effect. I wish people could have seen your face when you did it. I was enjoying it. <laughs> well, I love it. Love it. <laughs> Love that was it. real sort of gun recoiling. Sort of. Do you know when I think Steve when... Coogan used to do that routine of firing guns, yes. Oh, I love it, Steve Coogan. Do you know what? Every time, um, it's really funny, when I listen back to if I'm doing a, a scene with guns and stuff, I genuinely, I genuinely sometimes, like, if there's an explosion, so I, genuinely, I genuinely, my body recoils when I'm listening to it, editing it. I've no idea why. I just kind of get in, getting into the zone of a... I'm just like, yeah... I still haven't adequately accounted for my year. It sounds a bit sad, but I almost don't notice whether my year is good or not because I've just sort of got my nose to the grindstone so heavily. But every now and again, I look up and thank my lucky stars. And and it is all to do with luck, as I've said before. I mean, you can put in as much work as you like and develop as much ability as you like. But if if coincidences don't happen that you know have you in the right place at the right time all of that can lead to nothing so i've been very lucky that you know all the strange abilities i've developed over the years have been properly placed at the right nexus points in space time for me to do what i i love and to work with great people i mean what a privilege to work with derek jacoby this year to work with david tennant and billy piper uh you know and to have in the previous year worked with John Hurt just incredible things really and to have such lovely friends too you know not just the whole of the Big Finish crew loads of lovely people but also you know Stephen Moffat and Tom Spilsbury you know we all meet up for drinks from time to time those are lovely evenings um, uh, and so yeah a great year and I'd finally like to thank my wife and child <laughs> for putting up with me being me and having the life I have. They don't see enough of me, really. I don't see enough of them. Um, but um, in a bizarre way, it makes it all the sweeter because I spend a lot of my time doing fond farewells and, and very happy, you know, returns. welcome homes. Returns. That's that's a good, good word. Okay. Uh, Time now, I've I've finished being emotional, uh, for the Doctor and Nyssa to head to the planet Mondas. Mondas! It's... (laughs) 
I spoiled that lovely announcement with a silly voice. It's a 15 minute tease of spare parts. six years training, but the sky's the limit today as mankind sets out on its mission to see the stars. Crewman Donald Philpott, seen here waving to well-wishers, was chosen from over 30 recruits for the honour of being first man to set foot on the surface. At a special reception, Crewman Philpott was presented to dignitaries from the Central Advisory Committee and got an extra special farewell from Ruby Craddock, this year's Miss Beetroot Factory. Whoops, steady on, crewman. Better wipe that lipstick off your visor before the missus sees. And now we say Godspeed to you as you set off on man's greatest endeavor. Good evening, Mr. Crewman. I'm speaking to you on behalf of the Central Committee in what must be the strangest telephone call ever. In moments, you will step out of your capsule, the first man to set foot on the surface since our tiny world began. Strengthened by the finest technology the science factories can muster, you carry our future in your hands, our light into the endless darkness. Good luck, crewman. We are praying for you. Battle from above the sky. See visitors from the stars. All action adventure. Thrilling, astounding, startling. Sunday for seven days. Sounds suitably tawdry and unrealistic. If we could find an asherette in the gloomness, I'd buy you a strawberry movie. I thought the pictures meant a sort of art gallery. Not exactly, but it is an entertainment of sorts. And this cinema must have been shut for years. A boarded-up picture house doesn't prove this is Earth. You know, I'm not sure coming here was such a good idea. You didn't say much at all. Just that the coordinates weren't right. This isn't Earth, is it? Doctor? Everything's shuttered up, not a soul on the street. Maybe there's a curfew. Or perhaps it's just late. That clock's at a quarter to eight. And the atmosphere's stuffy like a hothouse. Uh, yes, yes, of course it's Earth. We're, we're right here in the heart of London. I, I just didn't recognise it under the streetlights. Trafalgar Square is that way with the lighted tree, uh, uh, and that's the palace beyond it. Must be Christmas. Doctor? Look, tram lines, probably the 1950s. You see, nothing to worry about at all. Doctor, even I know that cities on Earth aren't built inside huge stone caverns, and Earth certainly isn't an isolated grey planet. Drifting light years from any star. The atmosphere's frozen, hence the underground city. And you must admit it looks like Earth, down down here at any rate. This close to the Cherry Bowl Nebula? Much too close, you said. I'm not sure. Can we go now? You know where we are, don't you? No. 
No, not for certain. But you have a good idea. To be honest, Nissa, I'd really rather not know. And yes, I know I'll never get another moment's peace if I don't find out, but I'm resigned to that. I'm quite adamant, actually. Oh, all right, just, just another half an hour. I didn't say a word. You go that way, I'll go this. But be careful. Just look, don't get involved. All right. Half an hour, back at the TARDIS. And I used to be such a good liar. Funny, I'm getting past all this. He's under there. Look like a deluxe. Let's have a look. Oh, yes. Deluxe Mark 6. Thinks he's safe hauled up in there. Here's the cheeser. Tarlow. Right. Let's sort you out, you little silver vermin. Now then. Setting number one will do for a little. Oh, hurry up, Dad. The last tram's gone already. It can't be far off lights out. Oh, not to worry. The patrols won't be out for ages yet. Careful! You'll have the whole lot down! Oh, steady. There now. You can't resist that. I'll give him three minutes. Then we can be off home to tea. Have you got the net? Yep. Good lass. And uh, here's the tongs. He's not budging. Give him time. What's that? There's another blooming one behind us. Typical. Oh, you don't think it's a nest? Crafty little perishers. They're ganging up. Oh, look out! <laughs> Don't worry, I'll move this stuff. Oh, come on! Oh, come on, move! It's no good. Look, Dad, I'll go and get help. Dad? Oh, God. Help! Somebody, please, help! Hello? What's happening? The timber's across his chest. <coughs> I can't lift it on my own. What about you? <coughs> I just need my pills, that's all. There. Oh, fine now. Please, my dad. Let's look at him. He's not moving. We'll need something to lift the wood. He isn't safe. That metal rod. Uh, if I can... Uh, uh, got it. Oh, be careful. I'm going to lever up the wood. You try to pull him free. Yeah. Right. Here it comes. Uh, oh, it's lifting. Uh, Push harder. I'm trying to. Oh, that's it. Uh, come on, Dad. Out you come. Uh, please, hurry. Uh, Nearly clear. Uh, uh, you all right? Uh, Hello? Uh, fine. Really. What about your father? Dad? Oh, come on, please. I don't know. He's not moving. Let's see. He's not breathing. What are you doing? Just a second. I can't find his pulse. I don't understand. I'm sorry. Look, I don't even know your name, but your father... I don't think he's... Well, he's not... Her name's Yvonne, was. Oh! Oh, Dad! Gave us all a fright, that did. A bit dusty, but still all in one piece. Are you sure? My arm's a bit... Uh... No, of course. I'm fine. Now... Who's your friend? I'm sorry. Your pulse. I mean, I thought you were... I really couldn't have got dead out on my own. Thank you. My name's Nissa. <laughs> Nissa? Well, that's original. We're obliged to you, Nissa. Oh, Lord, look at the state of your lovely clothes. 
We'd best get you cleaned up. No, really, I'm fine. Well, you can't have far to go. Not so close to lights out. I'm not actually from around here, you see. Lights out? You'll never get home now. I can look after myself. With night patrols out? I reckon you'd best come back with us. It's the least we can do. Sorry, but I have to meet someone. It's not safe after lights out. No one goes out. Only blood market spivs and civil servants. And the police. No, truly, I have to meet... Uh, now then, no arguing, young lady. It's back home, quick as you can. And uh, we'll see what's set for tea. The Empress of China once had a great fright. She couldn't remember her left from her right. Right, I think. Tram stop. Or maybe left. Ah. We're closed. Oh, I'm sorry. Just exploring. Well, you won't catch a tram and go exploring from around here at this time of night. There's no more trams until the morning. Ah. Well, I don't think I've ever travelled on a tram. I'm, I'm the doctor, by the way. How far does the city reach? Doctor? Uh, public or... Uh, Private. That's between me and my clients. Mm, private, then. Very possibly. Is that a problem? Mm, we've got a lot of doctors round here already. Where's your identity papers? Sorry, I seem to have misled them. Mm-hmm. Or your uh, ration book. You've got a new family. Uh, lost them, too. Very careless. <laughs> a doctor, man, yeah. I like it, yeah. Clothes, yeah, teeth, eyes, very nice, very... Healthy. <laughs> All your own, are they? Just something I go about in. Outside and in? Down to the last ligament. Strange, I heard artificial organs were all the rage around here. You fangle committee gadgetry. Committee? So there's no more demand for good old-fashioned natural transplants? Oh, <laughs> you should see my waiting list. You ever thought of a new career as a donor, doctor? It can be very lucrative. Is this your shop? Thomas Dodd, purveyor and fitter of necessary bodily parts, discounts negotiable. Perhaps I should take a look. You... you a health inspector? You're certainly not the police. Tell me, Mr Dodd. Tell me about the city. (laughs) Listen, Doctor. How about a glass or three? eh? We can have a nice little chat. Just us. We're home, lad. In you come, you two. Let's see what our Frank's got for tea. Thank you, but I really shouldn't... Oh, nonsense. Yvonne, take this through while I lock up. Come here, sir. Frank, we've got a visitor. Oh. Good evening, Yvonne. Sister Constant. Hello. The sister man's been waiting for hours. Where have you been? Don't exaggerate, Frank. I've been waiting 56 minutes. Who's that? My name's Nissa. Good evening. Nissa missed her last tram home. We couldn't leave her out on the street. You're out late, sister. Just on my rounds. Do I know you, dear? I don't think so. At Nissa's down from the South District. Not under your jurisprudence up there, is she? Regrettably not. How are you, Yvonne? Still employed at the hydroponic culture plant? Yes, thank you, sister. Good. And is the medication working? Yes, thanks. No side effects? Nope, not much. Apart from being Dad's favourite. Frank... You, Mr. Hartley, how are you since the cardioectomy? Well, normal mostly. Sometimes I can feel the little paddles going round in the chest unit. That's normal. I've been wired up to a blooming accordion. I'll give you a tune if you like. You seem to be holding your arm awkwardly. Just pulled it a bit. 
Ow. Dad, you didn't say. Perhaps we should take a look. Oh, no. I know what that means. My arm's fine, and I neither want nor can afford a new one. As you like. And you, young lady, Nissa what exactly? Nissa of Traken. Oh, Traken. That's unusual. There's no Brown family in the West District. May I see your papers? In the South, where I come from, we accept people on trust. Mr Hartley has generously extended his hospitality to me, but I don't answer to strangers, especially public servant busybodies like you. I see. Well, if you'll excuse me, I must be going. Oh, dear. I'll see you out. Uh, sister, any chance of a call-up? Oh, no, Frank, not now. You're a bit young for that, aren't you? We'll have to see. Heaven bless you all. Nissa, that was brilliant. That sorted the old boot out. Wasn't that brilliant, Frank? Brilliant. Surely if she can go, I can go too. It's not safe. Dad, tell her she can't go. But my friend... Uh, put the kettle on, Frank. I hate Nissa. I wouldn't want to go a couple of rounds with you. But Vonnie's right. You're better off here. I hope I wasn't rude. To the sister, man. Uh, there's not much courtesy behind her curtains, as my dad used to say. As for your friend, well, he'll just have to look after himself. It's constant. I have a selectee at North District Block 9, apartment 31, Hartley 9AD. And I'm reporting a stranger at the same location. Check, first name Nissa, and the surname is something like Otrakan, possibly bogus. Warn all patrols to be on the lookout for any more unregistered strangers. So? Yes or no? Sorry? A drink. Ah, no, thank you. Oh, best not to hang about then, Dr. Curfew. Police will be round soon, they don't let people be out after dark. Mr. Todd, what is the population of the city these days? Well, down a few thousand. And this is the last inhabited city on the planet, on Mondas? Of course it is. Where are you being? That's one question answered. No wonder business is bad. You're nearly extinct. Oi, where are you going? escaped cryosperiment, are you? Because you can't refreeze once you're thawed out. Sorry, I'm meeting a friend and I'm late already. Stop. Committee, please. Told you. Remarkable. Unlike, but not unlike. And with a processed armoured horse, too. Uh, good evening, officer. Identify yourself. Civilian movement is forbidden during hours of curfew. No blank mask yet. Still recognisably human for all the augmented bodywork. Identify yourself. But not as advanced as I'd anticipated. That's encouraging. Ow! He says he's a doctor man. And this one says he's a paragon of virtue, but I wouldn't believe either of us. Stand up. I was standing up before you knocked me down. Thank you, officer. These streets are sealed. Present your identification papers. I don't have an identity, not as far as you're concerned. Don't antagonize him. I doubt he has the knack to get even slightly disgruntled. Now, where did I put that Chinese cracker? Ah, 
Do not move. Give your name and district. What are you doing? Matches, matches. Just a small diversion. Name and district are required. Best kept away from animals. Defiance is unacceptable. Surrender now. Whatever happened to resistance is useless. Sorry to give you. You are to be detained under the aegis of the central Run! Warning. Warning. Two suspects proceeding along 3rd Street away from restricted area. I cannot leave my post. I cannot leave my post. You've been listening to a Big Finish production.